0: Thanks for downloading today's podcast. It's Monday, November the 30th and with just a day to go until lockdown ends, the row over tiers is continuing. There's still a real debate over whether all of Kent should be in tier three with the toughest restrictions or just parts of the county which have the highest infection rates. As we've told you before, there are more COVID cases per 100,000 of the population in Swale, Thanet and Medway than in areas like Tunbridge and Sevenoaks. And those in the West say they're being unfairly punished. Well, let's hear first today from Duncan Leslie, who's the chief exec of Hever Castle.
1: People here in West Kent, on the whole, have been following the rules uh, through the whole year and they've made a lot of sacrifices to do that. And it appears that people in other parts of the country uh, are scary, that there seems to be a a not insignificant number of people believe the whole coronavirus thing is is a, um, a made up thing, not real. Uh, And we can't possibly, uh, you know, we have no influence over those who live 60 miles away from us, 40 or 60 miles away from us, um, and who don't come here, and we don't generally go there um, during this coronavirus year. So it seems a little unfair that we are essentially going to be punished, because that's essentially what it is, for the deeds of other people. Uh, and, and, And I also feel it's particularly unfair when you look at... Uh, To the west of London, you've got Berkshire, which is a county about a third of the size of Kent. Uh, And that is all in Tier 2, other than uh, the town in Berkshire called Slough, which is in Tier 3 like us. So if they can uh, separate a tiny area like Slough, which is surrounded by the M4, the M40 and the uh, M25, so it's in a very busy part of of the country, if that can be... uh, hived off into tier three, um, uh, surrounded by tier two, you think they might be able to do something similar in Kent where the the hotspots are very much on the coast, so they can only spread one way. So if you like, it's easier to police uh, than it would be for a landlocked place. Um, And of course, to the west of the county, we've got very low cases. And in fact, the area we're in here, which includes Hever, Penzhurst, Lyme, which is quite a large area. it's, It's actually probably several times the size of Slough. We've had less, we've had between zero and two cases in the last week. Uh, We don't even get a colour on the government's own sort of virus map. Um, uh, We're uncoloured because there's so few cases. So so it actually means we've got less cases than our neighbours in Surrey and Sussex who are in tier two.
0: The tiers are due to come into effect on Wednesday and there'll be a vote on them in Parliament tomorrow. Earlier today, a group of MPs from the county met with Health Secretary Matt Hancock to raise their concerns. Damien Green, Tracy Crouch and Tom Tugendhart are among seven from the county who've said they're extremely disappointed to see all of Kent be placed into Tier 3. Meantime, a study is suggesting coronavirus cases fell by almost a third during the second national lockdown in England. Imperial College London. London's REACT survey found 96 people per 10,000 were infected in the seven days to last Tuesday. Separate figures show here in Kent the number of new positive tests has dropped in some areas like Swale, Thanet, Dartford and Canterbury, but it's increased in other places including Medway, Maidstone and Dover. Well, mass coronavirus testing for university students begins today to try and help them get home for Christmas. Sites are now open in Canterbury and Medway, where results will be turned around in an hour. Their travel window opens on Thursday, but the University College Union says it has grave concerns about the government's plans, believing huge numbers of people moving around the country is a recipe for chaos. Elsewhere, a Kent head teacher has admitted he's running out of staff because so many have to isolate. Adam Mirams, who runs St George's in Broadstairs, says as many as 30 members of his team are off on any given day because of coronavirus. He says it's putting huge pressure on all areas of the school, but they're trying to stay open for as many pupils as possible. Staying with schools news, and there's been a big rise in the number of parents in Kent deciding to homeschool their children during the pandemic. There were 680 new registrations across the county in September. That's compared to just 248 in the same month last year. Sarah Vaughan from Canterbury has started teaching her son, who's autistic and dyslexic. She also runs the "Do Try This at Home School" Facebook page, which offers support and advice to others.
2: My son has always struggled with school and I have homeschooled him before in year four because school was quite difficult for him and I could see that he was overwhelmed. And because he's diagnosed with autism and dyslexia, it was too much for him to cope with. He went back to school, to primary school. And then when he made the transition to secondary school, it was really, really difficult for him. Um, We managed year seven and then lockdown happened. Lockdown happened the day before his birthday. And his birthday wish was to have some time off school. <laughs> and so we had a lot of time off school. <laughs> he, was, he was like a different child. He was eating. He was sleeping. He wasn't anxious. He was learning. And it was, it was really like looking at a whole different child. So we got to September. And then he was allowed to go back to school into year eight, and he managed a day and a half, and it was like he'd stepped back a million miles. and And I thought, I can't, I can't make him do this anymore. And so I had to, um, I had to have him signed off of school by the GP with anxiety, and he's he's fine at home, and he's doing really, really well. I think for a lot of parents, one of the reasons they're bringing their kids home is because of the scares around COVID.
0: Is there a little bit of
2: relief that? There's a little yeah. less exposure there. I am really relieved that he's not in because at the moment his school is completely shut down because they had too many cases of COVID. And it's just as a, as a parent, that fear on top of the fear of trying to keep your child safe and mentally well and physically well, it, it was too much. I think some people pulled their children out of school because they were really scared of COVID because we've been living in this time where we've been told you've got to be scared, you've got to be scared. And then, oh, it's okay now, put your children back into school. It's fine. But it's, you can't, you can't just switch from one to the other. After this is all over, there'll be more people that realise the benefits of homeschooling and will continue. Or do you think like most people will send their kids back? I don't know. I've got, friends who have removed their children and are really enjoying home educating and i've got i'm seeing other people in groups saying oh i don't know why i did this this is really difficult and as soon as they feel it's safe they will send their children back but i do think it's opened people's eyes to other
0: options kent online news what appears to be another sinkhole has appeared in Maidstone. It's opened up in a housing development on Hermitage Lane in embalming, the third to appear in the area in as many months. Work is now underway to try and fix the problem. The Kent Online podcast has been told loan sharks have been targeting people in Kent through social media during the pandemic. One in five victims met their lender on sites like Facebook, Instagram and Snapchat in the first half of this year. Now a campaigns underway by Kent Savers to raise awareness of the dangers of borrowing money from illegal lenders. A woman who escaped an abusive relationship and is now supporting other women in West Kent is hoping her story will give others strength. Sadie, which isn't her real name, met her partner when she was just 15 and they spent 10 years together. She only realised what she was putting up with when she started meeting other mums at baby groups. This is Sadie's story
3: childhood at home was full of uh, domestic abuse. So when entering a relationship at the age of 15 through to 25, a lot of the behaviours were normalised to me. So I just put up with it in a sense. I didn't see anything wrong in it. It was when my partner went to prison for some petty crime offences that I had that space to be on my own and um, be with my children and notice that other women at baby groups and toddler groups in particular were not experiencing or feeling or looking how I may have looked at the time so that's when things started to dawn on me that they things were very very wrong and that this wasn't healthy or normal and that obviously the children you know shouldn't be involved in it so while he was away I didn't want to go back to that so I made the plan to move away while he was out of the way and it was safe to do so so me and my children kind of packed up home and left I had freedom I had choice and I had control I could parent I had the freedom to parent how I felt to parent and to be a good parent before I don't feel I was a good parent you know having that going on around you you're not yourself you are you know you struggle with mental health with many different aspects from anxiety to depression so you're not your full self. So being out of that made me a much, much better parent. It made me a happier and confident parent. I also became a better person in myself because obviously, you know, a better friend to people. I was happier to, with people. I socialised a lot more. Um, I could eat what I wanted to eat. I could wear what I wanted to wear. I could plan a life without having to think of consequences or with, you know, Obstacles. Oh, well, I can't do that because he's not going to like that. Or I can't think of this career because he's not going to like that and not let me do it or cause me problems. So it it was just the the freedom, the empowering feeling of freedom and choice and control was very important. You have to be brave. It's really hard. You've got to dig deep. It is very difficult because there's so many emotional factors involved and it is a bit of tug of war in your head. Um but just be brave once you've made that jump and once you get out of it and you start to day by day see that each day that goes past without being abused you're feeling much better, you're growing in strength it's the most empowering, powerful feeling you'll ever experience so just dig deep, be brave and just take the jump
0: She's been speaking as part of an event called 16 Days of Action Against Domestic Abuse. A last-ditch attempt is being made to save tunnels under North Fleet that were used during air raids in the Second World War. It's feared a housing development in Crete Hall Road could impact the network of tunnels running underneath it and close them off for good. Local residents say the history of the area can't be lost and developers have said they're working on a plan to protect the local heritage sites. Dame Vera Lynn's daughter is supporting plans to rename a footpath to the White Cliffs of Dover after her mother. The council had already agreed to the idea but have been waiting to hear back from the force's sweetheart's family. It now looks like the route from Athol Terrace will become something like Vera Lim Way as a tribute to the singer who died earlier this year, aged 103. Kent Bake Off star Laura Adlington is supporting a Christmas appeal for a local hospice by having a go at judging. The finalist of this year's competition is going to be working with Eleanor, which is based not far from where she lives in Hawling. She's launching a baking challenge to create a rainbow-themed cake. The competition closes on December the 16th. And don't listen for a bit if you don't want to know what happened on strictly last night well kent's harvey is through to musicals week after getting a perfect 30 with his street dance couple's choice on saturday clara and aliash were the latest couple to leave
1: kent online sports
0: Football and huge disappointment for Gillingham fans. The side are out of the FA Cup. They suffered a 3-2 defeat to League Two-side Exeter City at the weekend. Assistant manager Paul Rayner spoke to the Kent Online podcast after the game. Rubbish,
4: particularly in the first half. You disrespect uh, a quality team like uh, Exeter and you get, uh, you get beat. And in the first half, they didn't heed the warnings. They didn't listen to what we said. They didn't uh, heed the uh, the problems they could cause us if we didn't play with intensity if we didn't close them down if we didn't track runners and um, we got what we deserved there'll be changes because uh, that p- first half performance was totally unacceptable and people have obviously got complacent things they're going to play every week but uh, there'll be changes there'll be different personnel there'll be people that need to wake up and uh, and improve and uh, we'll make sure they do if we'd have played like we did in the last 10 minutes then you know, with that intensity and with that power and that pace you know, and running forward and running back then, uh, then we probably would have gone through but as I say I can't we can't make excuses. They were better than us on the day. Uh, they had more composure with the ball. And, and as I say, you know, I'd be making excuses if I said anything different. I don't think anybody turned up here, you know, thinking oh, it's only Exeter. I, I'd be horrified if any of our players thought that. But I think sub- subconsciously they're probably in there thinking, Oh we'll go through today. This is a good draw because it's only Exeter from League Two. And if you believe that and you think like that, or you even you know are down a notch, you get beat.
0: It means, of course, the Jills won't be in the lucrative third round draw, which is when the Premier League teams join in. However, they will be back in action in the league on Wednesday night against Bristol Rovers. And England's cricketers have sealed a series win over South Africa with a four-wicket victory in the second 2020 international. Kent Sam Billings is in the England squad, although hasn't featured in either of their games just yet. The third and final match of the series is tomorrow. That's it for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head over to subsaver.com.